Welcome to episode 204 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alrighty guys, so welcome along to episode 204 of I Am Talk with Coach John Yes and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? Good. He came in, he rushed into the house, he's about 10 minutes late, and uh, <laughs> I always know he's running late because I get a phone call, oh, you know, five minutes to the show. Yeah. He says no to shoot. What's the story, mate? I've only been home for 40 minutes, 45 minutes, long drive home from Kaiteri. Especially with two kids in the car. That's right. We left at 8.35 this morning. Oh, what? Why took you so long? You gotta stop with kids. Oh, how often do you stop? Two two breaks. Oh. How long's a break? Half an hour. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it is hard work. It's it's good it, to be back. Do, do, does Thomas go? Are we there yet, Dad? He does. Yeah. Well, no, he doesn't do that. He's, where's home? Where's home? <laughs> where's home? Ah, <laughs> uh, story of life. Uh, and talk is proudly brought to you by coffeesofwhy.com. Check out them for the world's best coffee. Athlinks.com. Check out Athlinks for your social networking and tracking your results. And we have got a new sponsorship coming up in the next few weeks, haven't we? Probably about three weeks' time. Oh, it's exciting, John. It's it very exciting. Okay, in uh, this week's show, we don't have a lot to be honest, but we've got a little bit. So it's quality, not quantity. Quality, not quantity. We've got uh, news, uh, we've got a website of the week, we've got John's history lesson. It's a goodie. It's a goodie. Yeah. Uh, so you've done some research, e.g., yeah. you've emailed Scott. Oh, I know. I get Scott for some inside goss. Nice, nice. Uh, a few questions and answers, and we've got a joke of the week. Are we going to go with it? Are we going to do it this time? I'm going to read it. Yeah, and I think I, I can't remember what the joke is, but I think it was okay. Yeah, but the problem isn't John. The joke's going to be fine. It's, it's us telling it. Well, you, you tell. I, I tried last time. Okay, but you got to you got to respond. You got to laugh for me. Okay. Ha <laughs> ha. Very good. News is brought to you by xtry.com. Go on xtry to check out the latest news, reviews, interviews with the stars, and just any other gossip. Actually, I went on there and I saw that Crowy's um, now sponsored by some Flash men's clothing line. I saw that. Have you seen that? I think he's been with them for a little bit, but they obviously they're advertising on xtry. So yeah, but you couldn't click to the link. Oh really? Yeah, it was a bit silly. Yeah. But anyway, uh, results or news. Uh, first of all, we had Iron Man. You know, we were away last week, so we had Kieran Doe and Cam Brown on the show. But last weekend, we had Iron Man Australia happen. And neither of us managed to do our picks on Which was the quite convenient, try. Really. Which We is should convenient. probably go and give some people some love. So you keep talking up. So, right. so it was, um, yeah, it's going to be a few changes with Iron Man Australia. And good old Peter Colson sent us through a bit of a report, and we'll get to that in a moment. Yep. But it was as. I predicted Patrick Verne took out the race. Well, we did get an email a couple of days later saying that um, oh, Tim Romeo and Juliet got in third spot. Nice. Oh, KK Crushes. Who else do we know here? Oh, I can't remember. Anyway. Spanked Bev and John and Port Macquarie. Oh, they did because we didn't even five. Know, Pete Jacobs wasn't racing. He, nice. he didn't race and we got an email a couple of days before the race letting us know that so we that's why we, that's why we didn't enter because we yeah. had, we had an insider, unfair insider yeah, knowledge yeah we just didn't want to win we just, this week we didn't want to win no. and uh, so so Pete Jackers was actually out of the race but it was by no means a one man race no um, Scott Nieri Scott Nieri pushed uh, Patrick Verne pretty hard on the run sounded like about seven of them came off the bike together and Scott Nieri uh Patrick Verno sort of pulled away quite nicely and then um, he got within cramping. 20 seconds that's pretty close close to the end and, yeah. and basically um, Patrick Verno was saying the fact that his wife and kids were there was what really pulled him in the, the end family, man. it's the family I wonder if they ran up the shoot John yeah I wonder if they did 
So it was um, it was pretty good racing. Um, some good Aussies there. I mean, if you look at the top ten results, um, eight fifty six was in tenth place. So you know you've got about a half hour spread over the top ten, which is you know quite different to what you'd see. Well, we've got to give some big love to. I think it's Trent Chapman. Trent Chapman, third age, age grouper. So Scott Neander was second. Ended up being four minutes behind, so he must have faded a bit, um, considering he got within twenty seconds. Yeah. And then Trent Chapman third, and a lot of people are talking Trent Chapman up and fantastic. He's a working athlete by the sounds of it, doing some coaching, getting third. But he is very has a very very strong history in triathlon, short course stuff. He's, is he? he was world class. He wasn't like a world championship winner, um, but he has you know plenty of top tens on the World Cup. Um, as an ITU, ITU World Cup. Oh, so he's a, plus, he's a very good athlete. I would think he probably would have had a few podiums, and he had a long, quite a long career over in, in Europe as well. So he's not like some, some not, not taking anything away from him. Yeah, it's still third place. A working athlete is outstanding. Eight thirty two is outstanding. But he comes from a good, but he good comes breed. from a very good background. So he's not just a, an age group who's come up through the ranks. Courtney Ogden apparently was turning uh, forty years old. Came in fourth place. A good oh, result for him. Eight thirty five, and the rest of the guys are mostly um, Australians. Um, didn't hear what happened to Shorter. So I heard he missed the um, Peter Colson was saying he missed, missed, missed the group or missed the apparently in the start of the swim there was a bit of a false start. Apparently, a lot, they actually mentioned it in the Ironman report on their website that quite a few people took off, mm-hmm. but then they just let it go. Mm-hmm. It's pretty hard. Well, at, how can you stop it? At ITU level and World Championship Series, they have had false starts and they have pulled them back. But that's when you've got like say fifty or hundred guys. Um, yeah, how, do you, how do you stop fifteen hundred people moving? Very, very difficult. Yeah, actually, I'm sitting next to a guy who likes to go a little bit early. No. You always, <laughs> always go <going> too. You said me, he's gone. So. <laughs> but on the woman's side of the race, a, a real surprise. Like, okay, we talked about Trent Chapman having a pretty good race. Carrie Lester, first Ironman race, first ever race she's been to watch, took it out. 9.23. And that's that's a good time for that course. It's um, it's not the easiest course. I mean, I know Chrissy Wellington went sub nine there last year. Um, this woman's never even run a marathon before. That was good. It was solid. 9.23, 10 minute victory over Rebecca Keat. It didn't sound like she was having the best day. And it's also had a friend die a week earlier, exactly. so obviously a pretty emotional time. So, uh, and the rest of the girls there, from my limited knowledge of their names, are mostly uh, Australians. Um, and we couldn't really go onto the Ironman site and get decent updates. Uh, One thing that was very interesting about the whole thing, John, was that the Australian opposition leader, that was interesting, kind of Tony Abbott. Came in at 13.57. Now, um, I respect that he did an Ironman. You've got to wonder how the politicians got enough time to train for an Ironman. These guys are pretty busy, you know. Yeah, those guys, are, like, especially if you're the opposition leader. Yeah. You know, like you're living on six hours sleep a night mm. max, maybe mm. even five to four. These guys work their butt off to actually fit enough training in. You know, it's not the greatest time, but it's not poor. I know. It's, you know? it's good. Yeah. So, so Peter Colson sent us through a few other bullet points. Um, the Ironman next year is going to be limited to 1,000 people and uh, a two-lap race course to try and stop the drafting the 70.3 will start in the afternoon next year because we've talked about that before they're having a 70.3 and an Ironman um, so basically most people will be off the bike before it even starts yeah a lot of them will or yeah. they'll be well into their second lap yeah um, this year 127 people were busted for drafting oh, that's good which is uh, that's good scandal <laughs> someone majorly cheated by getting into a ute to go up and down a hill up and back down a hill so they jumped in a ute he's <laughs> got it right up the bit because that's what, if you're going to do it sneaky, you've got to make sure that your transponder goes over the cor- over the whole course. Because that's how the guy in Taupo apparently got busted, some Italian stallion. Wait a second, um, what, did somebody cheat in Taupo? Somebody only did like one lap of the bike, got a Kona slot, and oh, then they yeah. busted him for cheating and uh, chucked him out of the race. But he only really? did like one lap of the bike. But and then he, got, he, he, he went just, up and he got his Kona slot. But what did he do? He just sit around for a few hours and... Yeah. 
Look, you do, you do. You just oh, go. Oh, so you, you do a swim, good swim, do one lap of the bike, and then you just have a rest. Yeah, you and just, just... And then come off... Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know what it's like when we're coming around on that second lap of the bike... Yeah, no one knows who anyone yeah, is. Yeah, we're passing people who are, who are one, only one lap into it. Not many people, but that's what you do. You just wait a little bit longer, you know, go to the toilet, fuel up. Surely he knew his transponder must have had to go... That's the thing, if you're a cheat, you're not the smartest person, are you? Often not. Often not. <laughs> so anyway, somebody okay. else got busted over there. It was a fast swim, apparently due to a false start. So yeah, some of the times, time. like 44, 43 minutes. 44, 44 was the uh, yeah. course record, so that'd be interesting. Mm. Run apparently was 700 metres long, according to many people's GPS, so nice. that's probably about... You know, that's the thing nowadays, everyone's got those bloody GPSs. Yeah. You know, they've got to be pretty accurate. Uh, headwind... Back into town on the second and third lap of the bike, smashed many people. Also, a very hot day. Record num- record numbers in the medical tent, including me, for the first time. Good on you, Pete. Good on you. Apparently, Jason Shortest missed the false start and never got on the back of the group. So Talk- that's where it does suck, eh? It does. You yeah. know, because someone like Shortest. Now, Shortest is a good swim- no, he's no, a crap swimmer. No, crap swimmer. Terrible swimmer. And biker runner, isn't he? Yeah. Amazing runner. Good runner. Trent Chapman, we talked about third overall. I know him. He works apparently 60 hours a week for Fosters. Impressive. Oh, so it's always impressive, isn't it? WTC, expect to sell out the race in 2011 in four weeks' time. Um, Ironman Western Australia entries close six months early in May. The question I um, so, the question I have is, are they going to put up the price for the race because there's limited entries? Like, uh, I wonder if the price for next year's race, with only 1,000 people there, is it going to be more expensive to do the race? Because you probably can judge more. It's supply and demand. Simple economics, John. Well, we can go and check that out when it opens. I think it's opening on May 1st, and I think so. That obviously means that the race is going to be a little bit later than normal. Mm, very mm. interesting. That's all the Iron Man news we have this week. Okay, then. So okay. now it's John's <laughs> ITU updates. So ITU, I did see this, and I'm just, I, I said I'd let you talk about races, not races Requested. coming up. Requested. Uh, I don't actually know much about the race. It's the first round of the second year of the Dextro Energy World Championship no, Triathlon Series. I'm plugging series. the sponsors, John. So it's starting at <laughs> Dextro starting Energy, seven. what do they do, John? They do, that's not as good as high five, obviously. Um, oh, is it nutrition, is it? It's sports nutrition. Okay. Uh, anyway, starting kicking off in Sydney this weekend. If you do want to see how live coverage is supposed to be done, go to, I presume they're doing it the same as they did last year, go to triathlon.org. Now um, you're buying it again this year? No, because I ate up too much of my bandwidth. Oh. It's like, it's... Because it's ch- what sucks in New Zealand, guys, now for the people overseas, you just don't realise how good you've got it. In New Zealand, I pay $90 a month, I think it is, and you only get 20 gigs yeah. for 90 this, no, this thing chews through you. Um, the ITU coverage, it's high definition, very good quality. Surely they give you a choice There is a, a low, low vision, you don't have to pay for that, so I'll probably oh. be watching that intermittently. Oh, okay. um, so it's, it's good stuff, it's a good time zone for us, so it's a good one to watch. Oh, John. So that's coming up this one? weekend. Uh, now you can watch, they have a low low quality version, which is still pretty good, um, okay. and then they have the higher quality one, which you pay for this season, which is, uh, which is really and where's good. where's it this weekend? Sydney. Sydney, Sydney Australia. Sydney? Oh, I'm there next weekend. You've got a good habit of doing this. <laughs> okay. Uh, the 1st of May, uh, good old Hunter Allen, who is an author of Racing and Training with a Power Meter, will be giving up two public seminars on Cycling with Power in Auckland on the 25th of April and in May the 1st in Christchurch. Now, Hunter is also author of WKO's Plus, the leading power meter output and analyst software, and is used by leading coaches around the world. He is coach performance-minded cyclists and triathletes at all levels. So if you want to do a seminar, John, why should you go there? Uh, this guy is is one of the world leaders. Well, who has mo- the most? He's a lot the of the shitty Benitti. Yep, he's got the the, 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 sh- the, the shizzle And he was involved in with um, Floyd Landis quite intricately. Oh, um, help him out with them. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he is quite into the power tap. 
Um, but he's actually coming over here and I'm actually going to a talk he's doing through the Academy of Sports. So he's obviously tacking a couple on, on here. So if you're in Auckland or Christchurch, um, I'll put a link to it on our put website. Put a link to the website. You contact a guy called Ben Williscroft, 021 240 4215, or Ben at powerfulcycling.com. He's a local organizer. Um, if you're getting into, uh, into power training, I would strongly recommend you go and check this guy out. But we probably need to get another power expert on. Maybe you should have Yantum seeing him on a show. Try, yeah, because we haven't really had the power talk for a while. Like, I know we've had Gordon on in the past, but yeah. And, and this guy it seems to be topical again, doesn't it? A lot of his writing is, is obviously cycling based, there's not a, a huge amount out there that is specifically triathlon. Mm, but I'm sure he's got based. some knowledge that he could kind of pass oh, on. I haven't done my piece here, Bevan. So I apologize for that. We'll just go small ones. So, uh, this week's discussion uh, was actually a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about the female pros being able to pace off their male counterparts or you know, friends or partners yeah. during races. So uh, there is an example of, now who was it? It was, it was Brandon a, Marsh. And, and was, he was racing... Iron Man China. Now we didn't say it was happening, we were just saying because they finished close to each other. It was like may, Yeah, may, may have happened. Now we, we actually got an email through from Bevan Collis and he was saying that on Brandon's website, on his blog on Team TBB, that he basically blew up and he was miles ahead of his wife and blew up and she caught him at the end and he was just motivated to beat her. Yeah. So Good, strong start. <laughs> <laughs> so but anyway, the situation hasn't arisen with um, also with Yvonne Van Vlerken and yep. uh, and her partner, who's also similar speed to her, and it's probably happened and probably plenty, plenty of times at times. Yep, definitely because yeah, Armando is a pretty good track athlete. Yep. Okay. Is it right? Should okay, they John? be allowed? Should they be penalised? And for just for the record, we've done no pee. So you want to do one, John? Yep. Go. John Parsons. Go, John Parsons. Unless there is a physical advantage being gained, e.g. drafting or outside assistance, then there should be no problems. If someone is willing to sacrifice their own race to help someone else like that, it's very selfless of them. Uh, aren't, we, aren't there watches that can provide pacing alerts now, though? Just getting into the odd podcast at the moment. Loving your work, guys. Loving you in there, John. Loving it, John. Loving it. H in your name, though. Oh, really? But John's kind of like new age. So you're a bit old school, John. <laughs> this is like sensitive, new age. Oh, Chicks yeah, love that stuff, John. Okay. Luckily, you're not single. I tell you, you'd be lost in this world. Okay, Nick Hutton. Uh, Nick Hutton. The pram pusher. Is he a pram pusher? Is he? Oh, he's, well, that's right. He yeah. is too. Aside from the guy winning the race, everyone has someone in front of them to pace them anyway. Well, it's not necessarily true because they're either dying or going, you know, it's not necessarily going mm-hmm. the right pace. But... And here's the helicopter. Seriously, any guy fast enough to pace an elite woman is either a pretty good age grouper or a pro going slow. Given the latter is unlikely to act as a pacer, if the partner is an elite, happens to be at the top age group and invariably coaching, managing said elite athlete, then go for it. They are probably on the bones of their asses anyway and need the prize money. So he doesn't have a problem with mm-hmm. it, John? Yeah. No. What about you? We'll go down the page. Nick, okay. Nick Morales, Nick for a while. the juicinator. Hey, Nick. Who had the spank the Bev and John and Port Macquarie team? Um, was that you, Fegan? I can't believe, can't believe it, but I did spank. I did spank this. Did spank the spank Bev and John and Port Macquarie team and everyone else with first place finish in this week with my trying. Team 680 oh, points. Oh, so Nick took it out. Oh, Not much okay. to do with the topic. That's the only reason he came on the discussion was the sky. Sabotaging our topic of the week. <laughs> okay, well, Patrick Foley's come on, and hopefully he's got a better one. Given that it's a strong psychological benefit for the athlete being paced, I would ban it. Just like I would ban athletes working together as the Canadians did in the Olympic triathlon. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. If you're a rival who lost out as a result of this, you would rightly feel as if it was cheating. This sport is meant to be about individual performance. Keep up the world's best. 
best podcast, guys. Mm-hmm. I must say, I've actually went on. I went on. It's pretty cool, actually. We, I went on the American iTunes Store. Just yeah. as a side note, now. And you know how they have the, the podcast they're promoting in sport? Yeah. And in the American one, we were promoted with the top nine. Nice. And that was pretty cool. And I looked at all the other triathlon ones. No one produced it. They've all died. Really? They don't, they're not consistent. Isn't that guy Simply Stu or something? No, he's he hasn't. He's only done one this year. Really? Never, that's a fading, John. We're, yeah. we're stuck at the guns. Stuck, yeah. Number 204. Yeah. Chris Leach. Um, I don't know. Using a Ford Pacer on the run probably isn't cheating because you'd be hard-pressed to find one that wouldn't blow up before covering 26 miles. Can't trust those Fords. <laughs> Toyota nowadays. Uh, seriously, do you have a um, do you have a pacer that can push you mentally faster than you would normally? Otherwise, go. I don't think so for the entire marathon because you'd blow up. Now, maybe if you had a weak cyclist, strong runner that came up on a pro woman at mile twenty when she's feeling good, but I wouldn't consider that pacing. Okay, well, I um, I'm going to say good old Craig Brighthouse. Oh, you've gone for a biggie. I've gone for. You've done three, haven't you? I don't know. Okay. Uh, my A, my wife's never going to do an Ironman. B, if my wife was better than me, she wouldn't be hanging around. Uh, she wouldn't. Uh, wait, 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 she wouldn't hang around. She would try and beat me. That's fair. And C, I'm over forty, so it's a wonder I can still compete. Anyway, A, B, yeah, it's true. You're old. Uh, but seriously, if I could get co- uh, company through an Ironman race by a friend or relative, so it would be, as long as they didn't exceed the rules of the race, it's fair. What's the difference between a married couple and two close friends racing together? And then he's gone on about his tri-picks as well. <laughs> Our discussion of the week's been taken over by fantasy tri. There's any other short ones at the top. Okay. Because one of mine was Nick Morales, who, who sabotaged things. Um, See, Josh, Joshua, you'd normally get, we'd normally talk yours because he's put a lot of thought into it, John, but because we haven't done our peas... I'll do Fegans. Okay, go Fegans. Um, it's against the rules for outside pacing by foot or bike and certainly premeditated pacing for elites. I include top age groupers. Um, should be banned and penalised as the psychological benefit is huge. Now, using a fit ass wrapped in tight lycra of a good competitor <laughs> as motivation and pacing aid is obviously perfectly fine. It's, it, it could be male or female, John. Because yep. yep. I think, yep. I'm My eyes are hurting having to look at the screen too hard. Oh, John. Staring at that bloody road for six and a half hours. White line. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John, your thoughts? Uh, as long as, it, I mean, there's obviously clear definitions whether you're cheating or not. So if there's no drafting on the bike um, and if you're not handing anything to the partner on the run, it's within the rules so you can do it I think it's um, yeah but I, I think the question is ca- should the rules be changed I don't think you can change the rules um, oh. <laughs> here we go you can't I mean you just you could you could say if, if you uh, can't. obviously being running with someone else no it's possible you just say well I'm just running my race so you, I, I think you can't do anything about it if they're clearly cheating handing them food or anything then, then that's fine or can, you can't say you've got to be mute for the entire run you're not allowed to talk to any other competitors so um, I think it's bad for bad form in terms on, on behalf of the, mm. the athlete yep. and it, it's and I think it would come back to bite you in the ass in terms of you get a bad reputation yep. and then that would start spreading and then I think it would be negative on sponsors um, so I don't think it would be worthwhile doing it's not in the spirit of the sport is it's it it's not in the spirit of the sport um obviously you know there are if people have me to point out there's, there's psychological benefits um but yeah I don't really see that they can ban it um and I just think it would be poor form on athletes' behalf to do it. So I don't think there needs to be rules put in place to, to get rid of it. Hmm, I think maybe you could place it a little bit. Like you, you could look for it. It would be tough, but you could place it a little bit. But could, I do think... You could. It, yeah. You could. 
<laughs> you could, you could, you could, because you could say, okay, well, these people have raced together all day long, and you've they've talked together all day long, and you could, you know, you could look at it that way. They couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. You just yeah, we're going to have to agree to disagree. And but anyway, I do think it's in the bad spirit of the sport. I do think there's, there's an advantage having someone beside I, you pushing along. Totally and, and agree th- on that. And I think that you know the benefit for some female pros is that that can be an advantage that mm-hmm. they can have and it's just it's totally unfair and if you are planning to do that it's just bad for the sport so I would yeah. dis- I would not do it exactly and um, and from yes. the circumstances we have seen so far it's just like the Von Van Vlerken and, and they, they've stringently they, they go, try to go out of their way to make it happen and it sounds similar in this the case in yeah. in China that they don't necessarily race together but if you're running along and, and like and if the guy's case if they have blown up then that, that sometimes gives them a bit of motivation to run along with their, their wife and I'm sure they probably do give them a bit of um, encouragement is it there's going to be a difference between winning and losing okay John so we haven't actually got a discussion for this week well I had one okay, go. It, wasn't, it wasn't great it's okay like, go well because we've got to give us some jokes for jokes of the week but then people will have read them all well I don't think everyone actually reads their things oh, I think they do I think oh, they okay. do okay. so um, could be would you still race, or would you race a 70.3 if it was on the same day as an Ironman? I know it's a bit weak. Like an Ironman Australia. Oh, really? No, it's yeah. weak. Okay. Well, How about, that's all I've got. Would you do the team's Ironman and a 70.3 in a day? So you'd either do the swim or the bike. And mine was weak. No, because, <laughs> <laughs> because my partner, Joe, and her sister are thinking about doing the Wanaka Challenge. Mm-hmm. And so they're thinking about doing team's half. Yeah, and so and I said, look, they haven't got a cyclist. And I said, worst case scenario, I'll do the bike for you because yep. should, the sister really—it's a big thing for the sister to swim, and Joe wants her to half. So I was thinking, well, maybe I'll do the bike and the marathon on the day, okay. and do someone else's team, and so you can kind of do two yep. events in a day. Okay. So would you do a team's part of the race and then a full race? It's a cracker this week. <laughs> <Just> get stuck <laughs> in. I think it could go down as the best discussion of the week of all time. Okay, John, 20 minutes, we're struggling. Uh, it's, a, it's a good John Cicero lesson today. Okay, Let's build we, it up. We, we need it. We're, we're, we're not at that yet. I think it's the website of the week. Okay, here's some music. Website of the week. Is it website of the week? Yes, it is. Good old David, David Nan Chambers sent through this week's website and it's a pretty great website John because I don't know about you but I'm not the most organised guy in the world no actually I am because I read a book called Getting Things Done and it changed my life but <laughs> it just changed it you weren't organised and you were <laughs> honestly I've talked about getting things done before get it it's, yeah. it's a great book but anyway um, but this here is, it's a pretty simple website but it's designed to help you be more organised before you go to your races and to be honest I'm trying to make some money on it because I've got Google ads everywhere on it click on an ad here we go Let's, who don't we like the most good old Trithon store Check out them. Let's go. And they, we just paid it. We just cost them a dollar. Yeah. And you know what? We've talked about Triathlon Store and I and talked, so we probably made them some money. But anyway. It's in multiple languages. In Espanol, Deutsch, Francais, Italiano, Portuguese. See, so now we're doing an edge on it. Anyway. But try, it's called triathlon.checklist.com. No, it's not. It's called triathlon.racechecklist.com. Oh, good spotting, John. It's my dyslexia coming back through. <laughs> so... Um, and what it is, is it basically breaks down the race into all the different sections. So you have a swim section, a bike section, a run section, clothing, miscellaneous. And then what you do is you go through each section and it goes, okay, well, have I got my anti-fog solution? Have I got my body glide? Have I got my cap, my earplugs? Well, no, are these the things no you this need? is basically, you can create your own personalised okay. list. So, so for can... a race, I like a cap. Yeah. I like goggles. 
uh, I don't really need spare goggles. Probably swimsuit, wetsuit, wetsuit and, and then if you've got any other items, there's a little bike, box on ball, the right. You've you got heaps. Yeah. Helmet, pump, cycling shorts, shoes, shirt, okay, and so on. Running, uh, running short, maybe shorts. Maybe you right early on. Yeah, you should do that, actually. What? But then if you want to add any of your own personalised information, there's so a little box here. I'll you can go... Uh, your inflatable playmate. Okay, my playmate. Yeah. <laughs> I call it Joe. And then... <laughs> and then at the end, you can print it. And so it gives you basically... Print your list. You're not connected to a printer, are you? No. Anyway. <laughs> you can go off and... Oh, you do need to tick the things that you want included on there. No, no, it's a print. It's, it's like a PDF for the print. Yeah. So then you basically can go away and it prints you a race checklist you can have on the day. They do have on there quite a few pre-made ones. They've got like ones for uh, 5k running races, 10k running races, a century oh, ride, this. Multi-sport. a swim meet, um, a bike tour. And it's just a way you can basically, rather than typing up all the crap yourself and trying to think of things, they've thought it all for you. Well, you can actually do this a week before the race because what, well, the worst thing is, is packing for a race because mm-hmm. you, you put your goggles in this special part of your bag that you know you yeah. put your special part of the goggles for and then you go. but you don't tick the box you see John then yeah. you go to bed that night and you go did I put the goggles the there boggles? the boggles the boggles and I got my goggles <laughs> and so you check your bag again but if you've got the right. checklist you look at the tick and you go well John it's there it's, it's a time saver it is a time saver and it's also just a stress saver because nothing worse than thinking you have picked something and you haven't that's right one tip that I would add to this is once you've actually put it in your bag then don't take it out again. That's a good tip. Yeah, see? I'm tip of the day! Tip, tip, tip of the so day. The website When you're on there, click on a Google ad to make some money. And I'll do it again. And um, while we're there, I'll put a link to that on our website. Dub, dub, dub. I am talk. Oh, here we go. Swimming triathlon. It's another one. Wetsuits. And thank you very much to David Nan Chambers for sending that in. In February, and he asked, are you guys going, are you guys going to IMNZ? Didn't make it. No, we're not. <laughs> Didn't make it. Didn't make it this year. Well, maybe next year. Probably not. Okay, we need to have a pause because I need to research one thing to make sure I get one of my facts correct here. Okay, let's have a look. Here's John Drew's peas two seconds before we do it. Here we go. Here's some music. John's history lesson. Nice. I wasn't sure if I was meant to come in there or not. No, you're not. No. (laughs) (laughs) I was just about to give you a compliment and you shot me down. (laughs) That's what I'm I'm paid to do. (laughs) Obviously. I was going to say, I'm pretty impressed because we went to, we couldn't find the website, so we did a Google search in France and it's French language. And John goes, oh, it doesn't matter, I can read it. I can read some of it. You did well. Anyway. So if you you can read French and you want to check out what I'm talking about, you go to irontour.fr. So what I am going to talk about is the French Iron Tour. Do you know anything about the French Iron Tour, Bevan? Well, I seem to recall something about there being a tour based around Iron Man. Based around Iron Man? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of big for a period, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know much. I, I, I'm, I'm, I probably you're at my mercy. talking about it, yeah, yeah. as always. Um, it's true in my life. So basically what, what happened, a lady, lady called Carol, I'm probably going to hash her surname, Galay, or um, a lady in France, she started the France Iron Tour. 
six or seven days of triathlon every single day um, oh okay and it was it was a great idea and i think it, it's still going and it's still going well um obviously not that big because we would be talking about it but it's year. it's it's more of a france-based thing and if you're in the know the pro guys will know about it but it's really only gets coverage in, in france it's still got it does get a lot money. of coverage in france it, it gets in the triathlon circles it gets good coverage okay, yeah. out, outside of triathlon no, no it doesn't um but when it first started, it was um, it, it had a potential to be really big. It had good prize money and it had fantastic um, athletes racing. All the best guys would. And was it like there. team racing? Was it like yep. Tour de France? So you, you'd have um, you'd have oh, because I remember Scott talking teams. about Lessing. Yep. Yeah, Lessing and Scott were in a team. That's yep. right. They're telling us about Epic Camp. And so you'd have say a team of six or seven, and um, a, lo- a lot of the racing would be <coughs> drafting races. But some races will be team time trials, or or you're, you're all start together, and it's like your fifth man across the line would count. So there was quite a bit of team tactics. They had different coloured jerseys for the, the you know the person who was in the leader. Like so, the you had like a yellow, and then like yep. a team winning jersey, and then the, the leading teams, and then you had the best swimmers jersey. What, and the what best kind of size, jersey. what kind of size field would they get? Um, less than a hundred. You know, somewhere between fifty and a hundred. And how many teams would be in a hundred? Um, whatever divided by six it was. I was about so, six, okay. Yeah, so I think it was six or seven man teams. Um, but you had to be good so because otherwise you get, you get lapped out. Yep. Um, and it was, it was. Did a, you ever do it? No, it was one of my regrets that I never did it because, uh, and I had one opportunity to do it, and I decided to go off and do my first ever half Ironman, uh, and um, and I was in the best form that I ever was for short yep. course racing, and I probably I wouldn't have done gone anywhere, yeah, but, but I, I would have I would have been able to survive, and yep. that was my worry thinking. Would I have survived? And then I looked at the results and thought, shit, I would have. And I had a crappy half Ironman, half Ironman anyway. Yeah. So I was a bit of, a bit of regret about that. But it was great. Um, as I said, they had all these different jerseys. Um, and so you'd, you'd know what was going on. It'd be over multiple days. And they had lots of different formats of racing. So you had team time trials. You had Olympic distance races. You had sprint distance races. So did duathlons. You did individual time trials. Individual time trials. Oh, triathlon, that'd be cool. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, man, that'd be awesome. And, and everything was drafting, so it was... It was sort of spectator friendly, short little circuits, lots of crashes, and when you go go through the the results over the years, most of the big stars have done that. And if you can read French, go to the website and they've got a button um, historique, and historique. Uh, you click on that and it basically here. goes. Oh, is that it? See the French don't do music, John. Two thousand and two. Yeah. Probably not going to be great podcasting if we watch it now, but okay. you can. Watch oh look at it, guys! Even got like theme. Okay, you keep talking, John. I'm going to watch this. So what? There's probably yeah, probably sixty or seventy guys racing, and uh, it's good close stuff. Lots of stars in the early years. Lessing really dominated the dojo, Um, and we're going to go on to. I got Scott to help me out with a little bit of uh, insider information here. And I'll turn the video off because it's distracting us. (laughs) It's uh, Dode. Dode did quite well. And then, uh, but all the, all the big names were there as well. You look back, Simon Whitfield did it. Craig Watson was one of our best um, New Zealand athletes. Olivier Marceau, Frederick Berlubre, who's got fourth in the Olympics. Gomez did it. Gomez did it like a couple of years ago. Ivan Rana, because all the guys race for French clubs, but you don't hear about it um, much over here. So why, why doesn't it get much PR around the world? Because it, it looks like a pretty cool event. I don't know. It's, it's, all you need is that one 
big TV station or one big sponsor to Look go, hey, yeah. I want to make this big, a bit like what they've done in the States with um, Lifetime Fitness, and then yeah. it will get some worldwide coverage. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the first year in a moment because Scott sent me an email about it. But on that first year, the last race um, was a race up Alpe d'Huez. Um, so you did a triathlon up Alpe d'Huez, a bit like what they do with that half Ironman now. Um, but I recall, I'm not 100% sure if I'm right with this, and Scott may correct me in his email, but I think it started, um, first person started, the lessing would start, and then everybody else would leave at the interval behind. They were on the splits, so live on the road sort of thing, and um, it was just good racing. 1998 um, was the first year that lessing was dethroned by Olivier Marceau, who's one of the great French triathletes. Um, but since the the Olympics has started in 2000, I think it's lost a little bit of its aura, and you don't hear guys talking about it quite as much because so many of the athletes have to go away and do the World Championship Series, the World Cup Series. So you, you still get very good fields, but perhaps not quite as deep as it used to be. The Olympics has been great for our sport overall, you mm-hmm. know, and for triathlon, it's brought money, it's brought exposure, it's brought a lot of good things to the sport. But has it kind of made us too one-dimensional? Well, it has. It's a bit like, um, you know, at the, the moment, Ironman, everybody goes and does Ironman, and you've got these few little competing series like Challenge and Rev 3 in the States who are yeah. trying to chip away... But, but there's just no innovation in a sport no more. You know, you don't get these kind of races coming up. If, if anyone's coming up who's new, is just doing the same formula. They are. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're just getting challenges, just doing Ironman, really. And you know, they're not doing so. Or the Abu Dhabi, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's that's why you, you don't see the incredible fields in the states. They've got good money races, but a lot of the guys have to be going and doing World Championship Series. There are some new 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 things coming out with ITU. They're having a sprint distance World Championship this year, which I think they might be sort of trying to edge into the Olympics, or or and having the team racing. So I think they're trying a few different things because they want to have more medals at the Olympics. So we are yeah. seeing a few different things. The French Iron Tour was wicked. Scott Milano went and did it um, in the first year that uh, now, it was on. Hopefully, he tells us a story in the same because I remember him telling us some stories. It does. Camp, yeah. So the lady who, who started it off, and I've met her um, once, was a neighbour, Car- Carol, as you said, Goulet. And, and in, God's words, in Scott's words, she was a stunner. Boom Boom Gaddy was, uh, <laughs> was, was her name. For obvious reasons, if you saw her, and you could I, quote me. I, I did see her because Paul Amy, who won the race and must won Iron Tour in either 98 or 99, ended up hooking up with the race director and she came back to our flat in Malouse. And wait, wait. Oh, really? Is it hooking up? Oh, you're spinning gossip here, John. Like no, that. no, they were together for a little while. Oh, okay. Well, she had flair for the media and was trying to style the event of the Tour de France and was hoping to increase the distances and number of stages eventually. And so that didn't quite eventuate. No. Um, and, and, um, Scott's team was uh, Lessing, Andy Carlson, who was a great swimmer. He, he was in triathlon for quite a while. Jimmy Riccatello, who is now the race referee for WTC. Wes Hobson. Um, Mike Pig. Mike Pig. Legendary. Lessing and, and Scott. And uh, lots of others racing, Hamish Carter, Rick Wells, Frank Clark, lots of blasts from the past. Uh, his team, Scott's team, was sponsored by Mavic, so that was one of Lessing's big teams, and, yeah. and, and all the teams had sponsors, sponsors yep. um, and that's what brought in a lot of the money. He said it was amazing treatment, it was like being on the tour, your bike Team got trucks, cleaned. mechanics, bikes, spare bikes, the works, first class treatment, clean bikes, everyday, etc. So this Which is would have been nice, eh? because that's what hadn't have had that up to that stage. Oh, no. It's, it doesn't now. No. Yeah. Um, so this is how it panned out the first year. He said stage one was a sprint team time trial. Well, I'm going to pause down. Where teams were set yeah. off um, at two-minute intervals. Drafting and pushing was allowed, and he'll talk about that in a moment. Nice. Stage two was a, sp- a sprint try with um, a downhill swim in, in Lyon. 
Um, so it was super fast. Day three was an Olympic distance try, drafting loud on the bike. Day four was another Olympic distance try. Day five was a really tough sprint hilly, triath- hilly triathlon. And day six, in, uh, I was right, I thought I'd read it, individual starts based on, G, on general classification. Lead, lead, the leader went first, and then however far behind you were the leader, that's how far. So, and, yeah. and this was like basically race to the end. Yeah. And they did so if you, if you could beat the guy in the last day, you'd win. Yep. Hey, that's pretty cool. And they did that once in the Tour de France. And that's how Greg LeMond beat um, Laurent Fignon one year and won the Tour why de France. Why don't they do more of that? Cause Sorry? That, why don't they do that more? I don't know, but it'd, it'd be it's good. A, it's a fascinating way to finish a race. Oh, yeah. Um, and it did. It was an Olympic distance triathlon. I approximately swam about 1,500 metres, biked 47 k's, which ended up going up Alpe d'Huez and then running about 10 k at the village of Alpe d'Huez um, at 6,000 feet. Holy sucker. We said Lessing won every stage easily. Um, his te- uh, our team won the team classification, and Scott was in third when he crashed um, hard. hard going down a descent of uh, Vujala, I think it is, heading towards the Alp. Um, had to wait for a wheel change and ended up about eighth or something like that. Um, now, pushing, and this is something I've experienced as well, is, uh, was, he said was incredible. During the team time trial, Lessing would drop back push the guys getting dropped back up to the front um, with a hand on their lower back and then he was, he was like, like a workhorse he, he eh? can't, can't I remember, I remember Linda telling the story like basically I think he had like Pig you know all these guys who were legendary athletes Melina yeah. And basically, I don't think Melina got pushed. I remember right. Melina saying, on oh, a pig and I said to each other, we ain't getting pushed. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, Lessing just spent the whole ride going back and forth between yeah. them, pushing them forward, and that's how good he was. And they were running 15, 30, 5K pace. It's not like they were mucking around and, and just being... Uh, and he said he just, they'd just drop 20, 30 metres back, and he'd push the next one up, and then just do that all the way through, whilst running 15, 30, 10K pace. <laughs> I so love that. Was pretty I love that. We ain't getting pushed. <laughs> <laughs> we ran our asses off so we wouldn't have to be pushed this one was a whole different level level to us and um, so what has that was sort of the first year and as Scott said the, the, the plan was to try to expand it and make it bigger and maybe make it like a 10 stage sort of thing which would have been incredibly hard yeah um, I know you can do it in cycling but triathlons a different ball, ball game well you just got the running factor and, and the speed of the running which is so hard on the body and, and, but the thing is it's a pity it didn't take off because you know like the Tour de France gets exposure mm. for a sport, and like in Hawaii gets exposure for a sport, and the Olympics, I don't know if it brings that much exposure. It does, but yeah. it's, every other sport's got their hand up in the Olympics. But, you know, a race like this, people are going to hear about. And, the, the, you know, you, you may have your guys like um, Brownlee and Gomez and so on who are just dominating the moment, but it might be a different story if you put them over sort of six, yeah. seven, eight, nine days, and I'm sure you'd get some different type of um, and this winners. Is, yeah, and this is like, I, I, well, you know, does contradict me because Lessing was so dominant, but it does kind of cater to different needs mm. eh, or different strengths. And maybe one day you have a 500 meter swim and a 30k bike and a yeah. 3k run, so the bikers can have a bit of a chance. But anyway, well, what what has actually happened is yes, it's still going. Yes, they still still get good guys because a lot of the guys race for French clubs, um, guys like Gomez. But what has happened is the distances have got a lot shorter, so they do well, like quarter sprints. Basically, what Scott's saying is French guys were getting slaughtered. It changed to all sprints and even changed to only having three stages. I think before. It, Folded. It hasn't folded. No, it's, it's still going. It still goes every year. Um, so Molina Sam was one of the best events he ever did. Oh, it would have been great fun. And it would have been nice as well because our, our sport isn't a team sport. Like mm-hmm. I know with the Olympics, you kind of you have your country guys that you're trying mm-hmm. to get some slots for. Yeah. But you don't. You still don't really race as teams that much. 
Whereas in no. this, you know, the camaraderie and all that good stuff that comes along with doing that, you know, those guys I imagine have a pretty cool connection from that race. It would be. And, you know, if you had that for three or four years together. And sponsors get good value because, you know, you've got, you've got eat lots of eggs and lots of baskets for different, you know, different athletes for different stages. So, yeah, it was, uh, it's a cool initiative and, and who knows, something might come of it further down the track, but as I said, you just need some bloody, if you went and did it in Dubai or something, some you sheik, need a rich man, don't you? you need yeah. a sheik to come and say, right, we're going to have a million dollar prize purse here and uh, and it would just take off, I think, a bit I was, awesome. I was listening to an interview with this guy the other day from NASA and he was talking about um, basically space exploration and, and really, basically, the times when when exploration happens, and it's basically if there's if, there's, if the military think they can get weapons out of it, yeah. if a really rich person or a really rich country will, and there's another one as well. But basically, it's the same with us with triathlon. Basically, if we can get a rich guy to back us, yeah. we've got a hope. Mm-hmm. So if you've got, you've got lots of money and you listen to the show, you want to throw, throw a billionaire at sport. Well, just throw a billion at the podcast first. <laughs> worry about that other stuff later. Yeah. So anyway, uh, anyway, that was uh, John's triathlon lesson part four. Part two. No, you've done a couple. I've only done, the only other one. I've got a very French. The other one I did was um, was uh, Nice, the Nice triathlon. Well, we need to get John Collins on the show, and that can be a history lesson. Now, one of our listeners once emailed us and said they know him or they can hook us up. So, if you're that listener, can you do it again? Because we need to get him on the show and have a yep. bit of yarn to him about how it all started and his thoughts on WTC. Yes. <laughs> oh, that good stuff, John. Okay, questions and answers. Luckily, I chucked a few more in there, John, because Oh, you're going to throw short. some at me. No. Okay, James Patel, good old the wise one. I uh, hope it was always well in your world today. Well, it was. Uh, question, coach's question. Okay, I live about five minutes from work. Five, five miles. miles. from work, and at least once or twice a week, I substitute a subway commute for a run to work. One of those days, I run both to and through from work my questions are is this two a day run two a day run good for me good idea it kind of depends where you're at in your in your triathlon development for, but providing you've been going for a while and you're, and you're reasonably durable with your running I think it's a good idea um, but you always need to have a little bit of a purpose to your run rather than just going out there and running aimlessly so the purpose may be that you're simply trying to get more volume, um, so that gives the run a purpose. But if, if, you, if you're not quite sure about where you're at with your running for the season, you know what, what I would do in this situation is say, um, use those as maybe skill, a little bit of skill sessions or a little bit of leg speed sessions. So maybe running one way to work, you'd do um, some drill work, stop at a park and do 10 minutes of drill work, and then maybe on your run home in the evening is to maybe in, include a couple of sets of strides. Yeah. Um, so then you're getting sunk out of it. But for, for some people, if you are you know just trying to build your running volume, it's fine just to run easy to steady to and from work and just just get used to running lots and lots that's what I'm doing with you know quite a few of my elite athletes at the moment is just trying to get them to actually run a lot um, and, and top runners they run twice a day yeah you know like but these guys are well conditioned so if you're not conditioned it's probably something you want to build towards exactly okay question two is there a good way to structure a two day a run e.g. run or oh, you kind of answered that kind of answer but he says run one hard and, and do one as active recovery um if you were going to do that, I would say definitely want to make your AM run the harder of the two. Because um, you're just Because you're fresher. And then the, the run home would be more of a, for an easier recovery session. And also then once you get home, have a really good stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. And question three. Uh, question three, part two, two. Yeah. Uh, given the rest that I take in between, can I consider the volume as a long run, e.g. 10k, or am I better off at 10 mile? Am I better off at thinking about these runs as two separate five milers? Um here we go. There's a bit of debate on this one, John. There, isn't there? there is a bit of debate, <laughs> and um, if you're somebody who is not very durable and you do have a history of 
getting injured quite a lot, doing the two runs a day to try to get your long run in is actually um, quite a good way of doing it. So you might do an hour and a half in the morning and an hour in the evening. So for people who find once they go over two hours, their just body crumbles, yep. it's better off to try and knock out two hours this way. That's what I've, I tend to find. Um, but my opinion is that if you're, you're fine in the long runs, don't absolutely beat the crap out of you. I think you get a better benefit from doing the, the full when you for your long run you think when am I going to do my long run you're better off doing it all together so you know you go out and do a two two and a half hour run, mm, hour run because your body's kind of learning to, to handle the fatigue of that place exactly yeah. and you, you know mentally when you get into that 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 third hour of running if you're doing say a, a two and a half three hour run and that's when it starts to get a little bit difficult and that's when you need to um, knuckle down and get your legs adapted to doing that nice good word Mark and I don't know Mark's last name I couldn't find it in email but it's going to go burn up Lanzagrotti in 8 weeks time it's probably closer than that and saw this on their FAQ website and it's what you and John said using discretion and being sensible despite the hard line of WTCA or WTA what's that talking about uh, basically kids going out and shoot so well done Club Al Santa for organising the race thanks always for a great show so basically it said uh, the question from the FAQs I would like to run up with my family member through the finish line is that possible we do not encourage athletes to run through the finish line with their family as there is limited space if you do run with your family please be considerate towards fellow athletes who are also approaching the finish line do not obstruct them in any way that's, that's, that's a good way of doing it, eh? It's a good way of doing it. I'll be interested to see if that stays that, like that. Because, Especially because we've publicised it. Yeah, but <laughs> it's, it's a WTC rule for all WTC races. Yeah, but, but yeah. Mm. It, that's where it's really interesting. Where That's the whole franchise thing, isn't it? Where mm. the, the boss, the overall franchise Subway owner... Subway can't just go out and sell a Big Mac. Yeah, yeah. Or they, yeah and, but the, yeah, it's hard for the business owner because they probably, in their local area, know a couple of things that work better mm. in their local area. So maybe if you're selling Subway in Christchurch, it's maybe totally different to New York. Yep. So there will be some things you can tweak. And, uh, and you know, as the race organisers, these guys at Club Ala Centre... Um, you know, they probably think, well, you know what, we don't mind people running up as long as they're not obscuring. Good on them, Iron Man lands already, though. Yeah, good on them, it's good for the sport. Just another one, Porno sent through an email to a, a photo gallery of this guy who won some big awards. I was I just put a link to it on the website, but some pretty cool shots from Kona this year. And so, um, yeah. Dally car, was it? No, was it? Uh, let me pull it up. Yeah. You, 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 you tell me something else. We need a um, photographer. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. Actually. I forgot to put it on Facebook. We're, um, we're doing a new website. And if there's any photographers in the Christchurch or South Island region who have got good photography skills and can do some kick-ass photos for us, let us know. Making us look good. great because basically photography is the key. Like I've done modelling, John, and I look that pretty in some of the shots, <laughs> but they make me look brilliant. And so we want so, somebody who can make us lie. So we need a good um, photo... Photoshop editor yeah. as well for a bit, <laughs> Photoshop, of paint, for a bit of paintbrush. Take out the wrinkles, yeah. you know, just slim us up on the sides. That's right. You know, we're not that sharp anymore. Eric uh, Wollstrom. I think we've done that one, actually. First time this time? He's the double XL guy. Oh, okay. You got that one in there. Um, and then Stuart Mill wants to sign up for the recurring payment. But, um, the button wasn't working, Bevan. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, John, because if but, I, but I went it, to the website and it worked. But anyway. If you, if, you, if you do go to our website and you are struggling to make a donation or a recurring payment, which we um, appreciate greatly, oh, just man, email Bevan. Look at that. Oh, that didn't work. Look at that. What happened? It was working the other day. Okay, it's my job. Even None of my links are working. 
Okay, I'll have to... Coffees of why I was working. Yeah, I'll have to figure that out. Get on up, Bevan. Right, okay. so Stuart Milne also sent in the joke of the week. Okay, here, edge of danger. Here we go. So a Scotsman, a, a, a Kiwi, yeah. an American, a duo to, due to race at Kona. Before the race begins, the organisers announce that it's incredibly hot this year. Hotter than any other race has ever been raced at Ooh, Kona. It's going to be hot. That's 55, John. 55. <laughs> yep, 55 was the number. Never been that hot before. <laughs> Never been that hot. All competitors must take additional equipment for the heat which will be checked at the start. The Scotsman goes to check in and announces that he's putting an additional bike cage, bottle cage, um, and water on his bike for the heat. The organisers allow it the start the race. good, sensible stuff. Sensible get, stuff, get hydrated. It's, it's, so you're doing good here, mate. You're yeah, doing good. Yeah. Okay, the Kiwi goes to check in and tells the organisers that he's additional salt tablets for the incredible hot conditions. He too is allowed to start. Got to avoid those cramps. Oh, get 55 the degrees, mark. John. Yeah. The American rolls in and checks in with the door of a Cadillac strapped to the back of his bike. What on earth have you got on your back? Asks the official. Well, replies the American, if it gets too hot, I can always wind the window down. Oh, hey, I get it, I get it, I get it. Oh, John. Nice. Oh, yeah, the joke of the week. We just keep them, <laughs> keep them rolling. Keep them on coming in. We haven't got any on back, back order, I don't think. Uh, I think the week's been Some, Somebody did ask if they could just send in jokes, and I said, no, it's got to be a triathlon related joke. Yeah, you've got to put a triathlon spin on it. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, Stuart, Edge of Danger, Milne. That was a goodie. That was nah, a keeper. It's has gone down in the talk history books. Now, did you do this last week or not? No, no, I mentioned it. Right. But I think we should do it now. Well, we better... better, better. Do you want to do Coffees of Hawaii first? We'll do Coffees of Hawaii first. Sponsors! So first of all, Coffees of Hawaii. Good old Coffees of Hawaii. We love them because they are great. And I'm trying to put up the website, Coffees of Hawaii. Okay. But Elba sent us through an email, basically giving us a bit of crap, John. Mm. Now, we know we're not the best readers in the world. We know we're not good with names. And, you know, we're quite insecure about it, aren't we, John? We have to boost each other up. No, John, we can say their names. We can say their names. And so we don't like it when people give us crap. So Albert, we didn't appreciate this email. But we're going to read it anyway. Okay, we'll probably stuff it up. <laughs> <laughs> Albert and Coffees of Hawaii gang have crafted a sale to help John and Bev with their butchering of our coffee names. This week's sale is 30% off our... <laughs> we can't Mala... Oh, I should, I should. Okay, wait a second. Malula... Malulani. Malulani Estate Coffee in all sizes. Hope hope that, oh, we have to keep this around two weeks because this, I assume, would have been for last week. Yep. But it's uh, gone into detail because he's basically said that with... Oh, no, you keep going. Let's call it the Hooked on Phonics Coffee Sale. <laughs> Isn't it Phonics? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what he's done is he's broken down the word Into right. syllables for so us. So first of all, Ma rides with GLA, as in King GLA, EnduranceSportsTravel.com. Right. So, Ma... And then uh, Lou, yep. Bevan, the musician that you are, pronounce it just like Lou Reed. Nice. The Velvet Underground. Nice. Do you know who they are? Just a perfect day. Do you know that song, John? No. I'm not playing Cranium with you. I've played Cranium now, Bevan. We'll oh, talk about that in a minute. Oh, oh you can't, I can't imagine if you don't know Lou Reed. You don't know good. La, as in la, in the sound of music. Do a deer, a female deer. Ray, a drop of golden sun. Me, a name I call myself. Far along my way to run. So, a little pulling friend. La, no to follow so. Tea, I drink more jam and bread, and that will bring us back to dough. Oh, oh, oh. Right. So, you, you need to work on that third line, but your kids are young, so yeah. I'll let you that one. And then, knee rhymes with knee, as in barefoot running on pavement for a week, and now my knee hurts. 
So it goes Ma Lu La Ni. That just flows, Bevan. Malun Malulani. I think Malulani. I was pretty close when I said it before. Malulani. Malulani. <laughs> coffee, simply, simply the, the best. best. Go to I Am Talk Coffees of Hawaii page and find the promo code. Here it is for Enter the Phonics at checkout. Nice. So, uh, thanks, Albert, for that breakdown. So Maybe we to, should do that every week. If you go to IamTalk.me and click on the Coffees of Hawaii logo Which it should hopefully, hopefully go works. off to the coffees of hawaii site and you can get your super special on this type of coffee okay so coffees of hawaii the world's best coffee get onto it like while we're here john let's talk about athlinks.com i'm looking forward to athlinks this winter i've got my running races coming up i'm going to be putting them all into my upcoming when are you doing events. running racing when are you running racing First one is in about three weeks' time. Is it? Go join the running club, though, the triathlon. Do I have to club. join? Do, do, how much does it cost me to do that? Well, it's going to cost you $70 to join the running, the triathlon club, and you get a nice set of arm warmers for that. I don't use arm warmers anymore. Well, you should. And then you need to affiliate to Athletics Canterbury through the club, which will cost you about 150 bucks, And that will cover you for the season. So 220 220 And that you, you probably get, if you wanted to, you could probably race every second week during winter. Okay. Well, while we're here, John, I like going on the Iron Talk page and see who's racing that week. Yeah, Chris I like Leach. to look at Chris Leach's um, suntan. sensational, isn't it? From probably Ironman Australia. Is it? Um, that is gold. No, he's from the States. He's got like a little G-string type thing going on. Isn't he a pro, Chris Leach? No. Uh, there was a Chris Leach. There's also a Chris Leach from Christchurch. Yeah. Anyway, we're checking him out because he's on Athlinks. Yep. And we're liking that. And we're checking out his back and he's looking like he's got a fit back and a burnt back at that. But the reason I like going on Athlinks, and it's, it's bloody great really, is that you can check out what your mates are doing. <gasps> oh, excuse me. Oh, <laughs> Excuse me. And you can see who's in the club. And for example, this weekend, we've got good old, good old Bowman. Fawcett. Fawcett. Uh, he's going to be doing the Gateway to Bay race in Kalman, Texas, US of Nice. Of have we got any Ironmans coming up where people are racing? Uh, no, we've got someone doing Who's Singapore. doing Singapore Triathlon? We've got Richard Clark Nichols. Nice, and, and Mary, Mary Clark. Clay. Mark, Mark Clay. Clay. Where did I get Mary? He's wearing an iPod, John. But he had a great race. Yeah. <laughs> so what you can do is, if you join your club, um, get your club mates on there, and that way you can actually see, okay, this weekend John's going to race this race, maybe mm-hmm. I want to go there because I want to dominate him, or maybe I want to avoid it because he's going to dominate me. <laughs> so you can kind of check out who's doing races, and it's a good way of just seeing who your club is and checking out all those kind of things, isn't but, it? But to do that, you've also got to go on there and list the races that you're going to do. Firstly, check if they're already on there, and uh, and then tick that you're doing that race, and then it'll come up, and then you can race amongst yourselves. And then after the race... It's really easy to get club results of who was racing. And for example, your local marathon, there's 5,000 people racing. This will automatically filter the guys in your club or in your group. My good mate Slam I am, Duncan White. He's going to be doing the Super Sports Centre Fun Run Series. It's probably, yeah, look at him. He's got his finishing shot. That's his renowned finishing foot, right. hands wide. Yeah. Yep. He does the flying bird. Nice. Soccer fits. What is it? The flock of seagulls, I call it. you still got the little cup? What does that mean? Yeah, no, I've still got a cup up there, mate. Look at that. The one trophy I keep. Right. The one trophy I keep, just for pride. Okay. Special Um, thanks to athletics.com. So make sure you go on there, make sure you put your races in, and that way your mates can see what you're up to, and then they can decide. Support them because they support us as to Coffees of Hawaii. Yep. So sponsors are? Coffeesofhawaii.com. Do a deer, a female deer. 
Yeah, like Socom. Right, a drop of golden sun. Nice. So did there. Just kind of pulled Amazing. it all together. I like how we just sang there spontaneously. It was, it was a bit of a help. Oh, it helped. If you do want to um, support the show, and we mentioned this before, we do have a recurring payment now. So it's a dollar US a week or a mu- $4 a month, basically, yeah. isn't it? So mm-hmm. we take out $4 US a month ongoing, and uh, what that does helps us go towards, obviously, ongoing costs of equipment and all those kinds of things. And uh, we are thinking about maybe going back to Kona next year. Mm-hmm. So that would start, start to kind of go towards that fund as well. You'll get your Ironman IM talk nickname. Um, which you can and, use when you race an Ironman if yeah, you want to. And you perhaps you can use that forever, ever, ever, which we love. So uh, we appreciate people doing that because it helps us. A bunch more next week. Uh, what else, John? Uh, anything else to mention? No. If you want to come on Epic Camp, we're just sort of oh, got an Epic Camp, Epic camp in uh, New Zealand next year. We're just sort of. Uh, I thought you were going to do it. Uh, no, probably are. So oh, you said nah, I'm over it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're going to do it. We're going to we're doing it. So okay. uh, start, what are you going to do? We're probably going to eight start camp. eight day camp. If you're interested to find out more details, it's not up on our website or anything yet. Send me an email. South Island Camp. South Island Camp starting in Dunedin, Ooh, and it's going to be it's going to be it's going to have a little twist. Why? Email me and find out. Oh. I'm still confirming some details, but it's going to be an eight-day camp with a twist at the end. And also Camp Kiakaha. So if you're, if, we're not sure if that's going to happen. Does the numbers look good? Yeah, we need, we need more. Okay, we, we need, need more. more. If you're keen to come to Camp Kiakaha, which will be in November, um, flick us an email. It's going to be Christchurch-based camp, three-day camp, some solid training and games night. Yeah, how's your training going, John? I've decided I'm not going to do the marathon. Oh. I know, your motivation just died, didn't it? No, the training's <laughs> going okay. Did a three-hour run, uh, did, ran... Probably at least been away 12 days. I think I would have got a good eight runs in. Three hour run on the Abel Tasman. Oh, that's, that's a stunning one, isn't it? It's good. It's a beautiful. Uh, one. So it's going pretty well. I need yeah. I need to do some time trials or some races to see actually where I'm at, but I'm um, I'm, I'm running plenty. How's the body? Fine. Yep, no, not too bad. Uh, but I'm not doing any biking basically and not doing really any swimming. Although I did swim quite a bit in Kiteri, but no serious stuff. So it's just running. So I think my overall fitness is not super high, but my run specific fitness is quite good. And that's what you want when you're doing marathon. I just mm. basically sat down 10 weeks. Didn't fit in your goals. I just I did, Well, if I want to do it, I want to do it well. And yep. I couldn't do it well in that time. And so I don't see the point just turning up to do a race. That's right. Um, but anywho. Um, so what's what's your gosh, John? This is probably going to be a shorter show we've done in a long time because we tend to go up to over one ten now. So I did. We played. Okay, so, so wait a second. So you went to Kaiteri. You've been away yeah. for ten days. Yeah. And who'd you go with? So the Phil and Ada and his wife and their kids, which is the same. Age oh, so it's a group family group thing yeah. happening. Yeah. Oh, Sleep nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's where those things happen, John. And <laughs> anyway, so they pulled out the cr- the cranium. Didn't really know how to play it, but. So, so, so for those of you who haven't played Cranium, what you have is it's basically what they're quite clever. They combine kind of four games together. You have a Pictionary element, so it's kind of a drawing element. Then you have a general knowledge element, a kind of a spelling type of element. Do you have the newer version or the old version? I don't know. Oh, okay, you don't know. And then you have yeah, like ones. charades and, yeah. and things like that. And so you tend to find... One of my mates is Brett, who actually listens to the show. He was great at all of them, but he's the only person I've ever met who's been great at all of them. Right. You tend to find you have a couple that you're strong at, one that you average at, and one you're really weak at. Yep. And uh, so how would you go, John? Um, it appears <laughs> I, I do quite well on the humming. I'm oh, hum, really? Hum dinger. But, but do you know the songs? No, 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 that's the problem. If I know the song, I tend to, 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 get, ah, to get it. Ah, the humdinger. So that was a humdinger. You're a good humdinger, are you? Yeah, my humdinger. <laughs> anyway, Phil and I were on one team versus the girls one night. The girls' IQ is probably about 10 times ours combined. They're both yep. smart cookies, yeah. and uh, we did pretty well. We punched them out of weight. We didn't win, but we got very close. We were both on the inner circle oh. together, and we probably lost by, say, two cards. Oh. But then I, then I teamed up with Belinda's mum. When, when we had the changeover, when the, 
the Phil and Adrian family, Phil and family shipped out, oh, and Belinda's you, parents shipped in. Well, that's a different dynamic in the camp. <laughs> teamed up with Belinda's mum, dominated two nights in a row. Oh, life. really? So you hooked? It's good, but it's not. So, it's like trivial pursuit. You wouldn't, you know, you you, you, need, you need to just do it on holiday sort of thing. Yeah. So I don't know. You do it every month, do you? No, 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 no. Poker. Poker's tonight, actually, John. Poker night. Poker night. Boys poker night. And the girls are hooking up as well. So, yeah. We'll be talking about the girls. So, anyway, cranium was good. Bevan, anything exciting happening in your life? No, no. I want to hear more about your holiday. What else happened? What else happened? Um, Plenty of swimming at the beach. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So, and what's happening for this week moving forward? I had to tell you some some things that I never thought I'd actually have to do. But because our kids wake up really early in the morning... um, I had to go out for some early morning runs, like at six o'clock in the morning. It's quite nice, but isn't it? Well, it's pitch black, so I had to get my uh, lights all attached. So, so no street lights. And so no, no street lights. Well, a few, but not many. So like, you get to the park at some stage, and like Thomas is playing in the park at six thirty in the morning with me showing the lights, so he can go around the park. So that was pretty interesting. Do you yeah. like running in the morning? Uh, it's quite, it's oh, quite yeah. still. Yeah, I like yeah. the morning run. Yeah, but I was only doing sort of thirty minutes, so. No, it was good. It's a great place. If you ever come to New Zealand and you're wondering where to go on the South Island, go to the Able Tasman National Park. Yeah, I've walked it. I've never kiked it, but I've walked it. And it's this. Oh, wait a second. My daughter wants to kiss me. Wait a second. I'm going to put you on pause for a second. What do you want to kiss? Because. Oh, your iPod. Here we go. I have the iPod. Just go have the iPod, you see, team. Because why is your iPod important, babe? See? She still doesn't talk. My daughter never shuts up. And the one time I ask her to talk, she shuts up. Okay, babe, talk to you later. Love you. So. Anyway. Abel Tasman. Oh, Abel Tasman. It's, it's paradise, eh? The only, the only one downfall for Abel Tasman? What? I wish there were surf beaches. I wish you could catch waves. It would be nice if there was a couple like that. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing that when I, was, when I walked, it was like, every day you get to these beaches, and I thought, oh, I'd love to be able to catch some waves now. Mm. But other than that, it's pretty beautiful. It's a lot of beach time. It was all good. I had a romantic weekend last weekend as oh, well, John. Crikey, really yeah, kids, even. Yeah. Uh, uh, tourist downs. Oh, I've been thinking about that. It's a bit pricey. Oh no, there's a deal on one. I got the deal. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone if it was pricey. <laughs> I've, I've looked several times at Terrace Downs. They had they had a one dollar for one day and then normal two hundred each. So it ended up being like one hundred forty a night. That's not bad. Yeah, it was and it's yeah. awesome, man. A really yeah. nice location, like beautiful. But like, it was basically like a house. It wasn't just a cheap old hotel unit. Mm. So so that was very good. The weather was pretty poor at Middle East. But there was a car caught up on a few movies and. That's um, not all you caught up on. <laughs> there, was a, there was a big spa bath, John, and I made the most of it. But uh, but uh, what else happened, John? Not much, really. Um, n- n- not much. No. This week, uh, my, my daughter's going to Bali with my mum and dad. Nice. Did you ever do like the family trip away for your grandparents? No, I never knew my grandparents. Oh, what, did they die? Yeah, they were English. And um, Did you no. ever meet them? Uh, yeah, but like when I was five. And so were they really, really old? Uh, pretty old, yeah. Mm. yeah. I'm the youngest by quite a bit margin. And so, when when you're a kid, on both sides, you didn't have grandparents. No. Well, my 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 father's grandparents lived in the UK, so they were they were alive. They came out once, but you got to remember back in the yeah, travelling was a big thing. Wasn't it would have been eighties, seventies, eighties. It was it was a big thing. So I met them once when I was a kid. And they would have been foreign to you anyway. Yeah. yeah. And then my mother's mother, she moved out here. I think when we were kids, but again, when I was about. Five or something like that, and so, and then my mother's father met a couple of times. And it's funny with family. My mum my, my got pregnant. My family we get pregnant young. That's yeah, how we do. That's, so what, that's, that's how we roll. When you're, 
there's, no, there's, an, there's an ad on, on TV in New Zealand where you've got all the world leaders sitting around a table and like uh, it's like God handing out the different things. Oh yeah, yeah, the like biscuits oil to like yeah. the Arab countries and whatever. Yeah, and he hands out pineapple lumps, which is New Zealand sweet. New Zealand sweet, and New Zealand gets a pineapple um, lumps. Well, I got handed. My family got handed the young the young parent gene, and uh, my mum was only like seventeen when she had my sister. And my father, her father pretty much abandoned her because he didn't want her to have her. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I've never actually met my granddad, but I'm very close to my mum. But uh, my mum's mum and, and my dad's, I don't see either. Families are funny things, aren't they? Families are funny things. Nice. They're a funny thing, your family. But anyway, my mum and dad are very close to our family. And they're going to take the kids over to Bali for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. which is great. <laughs> right, score. <laughs> score. So my daughter's off to Bali, so it's pretty exciting for her. And she's pretty excited about that. School holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've got the kids around today played some basketball with them they took me out I wasn't happy about that admittedly it was two on one but yeah one other thing I got taken out by the boys mini golf first hole we had the two I, th- I thought fill. you thought you were pretty sharp in mini golf no, not in the first hole I wasn't did you redeem yourself I did well I didn't really but <laughs> did you win somebody crumbled on the last hole <laughs> okay. and it wasn't me <laughs> and, it, and his name rhymes with hill <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay then. Well, we, don't, we need some more interesting stories we need to be doing some more interesting stuff in our life. Oh, back it up! Back it up! Oh. Back it up! There's been a change to the studios, John. There has been. I've got my keyboard arrived, John. The keyboard has arrived. My keyboard's arrived, and it's a bit flashier than my old one, isn't it, John? It's a bit bigger. It's pretty flash. When's this bloody song coming along? Oh, I started working on it, but I just wanted to practice my keyboard. Mm. So one day I'll get onto it, John. But Good. My keyboard arrived, so it's very exciting. So Next week it's going to be a show full of awesome content. Yep, best show ever. And we'll do something interesting this week as well. I'm going to I'm going partying this weekend, actually. You do that. Yep, I'm going to hit the town, John, so I'll give you life in Christchurch town update. Hey, John. I'm Russ. I'm Mendo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.